Mm. A little bit of tidbit for you while you're recording this. Jesus turned out water into the blood of Christ. But it was water first, that magical H2O. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Jay Rance, welcoming you guys to another episode on the Lag Switch Gaming Podcast. My co-host for the evening, Mr. Rack, Raccoon City. <laughs> Mr. Rack! <laughs> you know what? Now we're we going to keep rolling with this one. Fuck it. You see, it just shows a little bit of the craziness that we got going on in here. Mr. Suplex Rex himself, a.k.a. my co-host, Val Cisco. What's going on, brother? How you doing? I'm having a fabulous evening. With a delicious beverage from the milk mm. of Mother Mary with a piece of celery. Mother's milk, huh? Mm-hmm. It's not You're... the milk of magnesia. I promise you that. <laughs> You're the one doing the drinking. I'm the one feeling the effects. Ain't that some shit? Mm-hmm. Now that you talk about Mother's milk, you got me thinking about the boys. How you feel about that series? This is just like really off subject, real quick. Like it's a phenomenal series about comic book characters that, of course aren't real but then again <laughs> all comic book characters are pure fiction but it's a damn good series on amazon <laughs> <laughs> that bloody mary got you feeling yourself you're going crazy over there but this is not about comics this is the lag switch gaming podcast and it is a podcast about gaming lag switch gaming doesn't have to necessarily mean it's you know, PvP, it's PvP, PvE, everything in the gaming world. And, you know, we're doing this podcast, speaking about gaming world and the world, some crazy times that we're living in right now. So we're doing this podcast to just kind of like, you know, uh, hunker down, you know, kind of get in that cardboard box like Snake and quarantine and stuff like that. And since we got a lot of time on our hands, I know people are just, you know, doing a lot of things, meditating, discovering themselves, finding themselves and things like that of that nature. And for gamers, we're actually picking up games that, you know, we may have not played in the past or we actually are getting into now since there are a lot of crazy sales going on in the PlayStation Store and the Xbox Store. So um, how do you feel about what's going on right now with all this craziness, you know, with the COVID-19? Sounds like something straight out of Raccoon City. And, you know, how are you doing and your family and stuff like that? And what games have you picked up now that you have time to play? I got to tell you this, bro. Yeah. It's been about a good two weeks since I had relations with my woman. And <laughs> Aunt Jemima and the Sacagawea bitch from the butter. <laughs> also, <laughs> looking mighty fine right about now. But, yeah, <laughs> I've been picking up some games. PlayStation had a nice little sale, about 60% off certain games. So. Yeah. I picked up some good cops right now. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, I'm actually pissed off because I missed out on that Division 2 sale where they had that crazy sale for like $3. So I was like, you know what? Eh, I'll just leave it. The last day it ends on the 3rd or something like that. So I didn't think it was, you know, 3rd midnight and stuff like that, you know. So I'm like, fuck, I missed out on that. But I seen they got some crazy sales going on right now. And I'm actually thinking about picking up The Witcher because I never fucked with The Witcher. Did you play that game? The Witcher is a fantastic game. Um, if you want to get your Skyrim fixed with a more of a central on the rail story with some mini quests in there as well, too, it's a fantastic game. Um, yeah. My thing is that I do prefer, uh, prefer um, Skyrim a little bit better, only yeah. for the fact that, like I said before in the podcast, I like to have that Messiah complex. Yeah. So I like to create my character any way possible and go whichever direction possible, whereas Witcher, 
there is a central story you must follow to get to kind of continue the mythos, which is not bad yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, because yeah, I remember I played Skyrim for the PS3 and it was just like, really, you can do whatever you want to do. Like, I remember straight out the bat, I was dual wielding magic like a fucking maniac. And, you know, then they give you these bounties, like these contracts on your head and shit. And I was like, nah, I'm going to be a badass. I'm going to take them all out. And they were fucking busting my ass. I'm over here trying to wield my healing magic and my ice magic and my ass handed to me. But, um, yeah, I seen that they got the Witcher. But, um, yeah, uh, so what games, now that you have a lot of time on your hands and you're obviously working out from your house, you know, um, working from home and things like that, what games have you decided to pick up or get into? Retro, so, past, present, or anything? About four games that I got into. Um, speaking about Skyrim, um, I reinstalled that again. Just to see nice. if I could play around with the world. And mm. yeah, I first thing I did was make a reptilian man named Simone. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I am so done with you right now. A reptilian man named Simone. <laughs> yes, his name is Simone. And the first thing I did was make sure that he went to wizarding school because he saw the film Harry Potter in my head again. And oh, why yes. why wouldn't you at this point try to be a fucking Hufflepuff? So yes, yeah. I know he's a rep- he's a reptilian and he should be should, Slytherin, but no, he's a fucking yeah, Hufflepuff. You should you should have called him Slytherin and a guinea or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fucking cool. Like, but I do like the Simone. You should have made him like a dual wielder and shit like that. But what? Oh made no! You- <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Why not? He's a, he's a mage. Okay. <laughs> like he, has friend, little, he has his little prostitute dagger with him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like our friend Jeremy, you know, he's over here. Yo, my character's a brute. All I got is a shield and a two-handed, and I take out the dragons. But um, Let me tell you something about Jeremy. He saw yeah. Conan the Barbarian once that he lived that life. <laughs> like, anything he I does think, in the game now, it has yeah. to be a barbarian, no matter what game it is. I think the moment he fell in love with that... And he was like, I want to recreate that in real life was when Conan punched the fucking camel <laughs> and he sized up the camel and punched him. <laughs> but yeah, so what made you want to get back into Skyrim? Like, what was it? Um, the openness of the world and the creativity in Skyrim is so vast. I think, like you said, you can install the game and of course you get into the first like 10 minutes of the game and it's very much like, okay, hello traveler, you're going to get your head chopped off and a dragon's going to save your ass now. Okay, what do you do from there? Well, anything. I could be a fucking vampire if I want to. I could get a werewolf potion and fuck shit up. I could be a king, yeah. be something. I could go ahead and marry somebody. I could live out my best, craziest fantasy. All I'm I living wanted. my best life. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> In this like medieval Scandinavian type world, so I love it. Yeah, no, definitely Skyrim is awesome. I played it a little bit. I never really got into it because I think it was more of a a thing of fear because everybody that played it around me was kind of like, "You don't want no part of this shit. This game will consume your life." You get what no, I'm saying? And no, 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 bro, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you right there because there <laughs> are two games out there that you don't want no part of this shit that drive me crazy. Skyrim's not one of them. Those games, because I have them as well too, and I uninstalled them maybe the fifth, <laughs> the fifth day after buying them. He's like, nah. First Which one ones? was fucking Dark Souls. Fuck Dark Souls. Dark Souls with my ass like a motherfucker. Dark Souls. You see, Dark Souls is fun, but like, yeah, it's like really is really fucking hard. But I, you know what? I, I'll I'll go along with that because I played the first one, Demon Souls for ps3 mm-hmm. and bro i got 
up to I think it was World Four level something, and that map it was the map, bro. It kicked my ass. You know how bad that map was? That on an IGN magazine they did like top villains voting, and the creator of that map came out as a top villain. You just know, for that fucking and, map, that and shit I, was crazy. And I believe that because you know what, I like to enjoy a game as much as possible. I like challenges, yes, of course. But when a game consists of just slash parry, slash parry, roll, roll, slash parry. No, I I just can't. I I I put it down because the second game that I said <laughs> fuck it was Bloodborne. I thought Bloodborne oh, the, con- yeah, the concept nah. of it, Lovecraft yeah. kind of fucking medieval gothic fucking <laughs> shit happening. You're in. Yeah. I'm down. Let's do this. And then the first thing you see is a giant werewolf in like literally ten, not even at least like maybe one minute of the game, and the werewolf kills you. I'm like. Is this what yeah, I'm... you're supposed to die? Yeah. No, fuck that shit. You gave yeah, me hope no, for no, no reason. Bro, you're supposed to die and get a weapon. You see that happened to me. I fucking went straight dick beater knuckle style with the wolf and he kicked my ass. Like it's supposed to happen. Then you wake up in the dream. Funny thing was, I actually how how far did you get into that game? Um that first your first giant fucking motherfucking villain that you fight, that first first the fucking first tree, game. the tree yeah. on the bridge. Yep. I forgot his name. Yeah. That was it. Can you can you believe I actually played that first beginning part with no weapon? I was still like, where the fuck am I gonna get my first weapon? Because that's that that's that gameplay style like that with Dark Souls and Demon Souls that they really don't give you much story and things like that. Nope. You know, so but um <laughs> this is great. I never knew you gave those games a try, but um yeah, no, Bloodborne kicked my ass, bro. There was this character, um, Amelia. Mm-hmm. You you probably you, you of course you you didn't get to her, but yo. Bro, she kicked my ass. I was stuck on her for like two days. And I was actually share playing with Charlie because Charlie loves that type of game style, like Bloodborne, Dark Souls, Demon Souls, or whatever. He loves that gameplay style. And I was share playing with him and he was just laughing at me. He was like, yo, why is she kicking your ass? Because the thing is, I get afraid of these big ass characters. And she's like so big. And I'm like, nah, bro. But um, yeah, I, I had a feeling you would appreciate Bloodborne because it has like that whole, you know, Cthulhu stuff and yeah. that nature, like you said, Lovecraft, and um, the the ambiance is phenomenal. It just drags you in the the storyline, the characters, even the weapons. You know, like you I had love- your little pimp cane that you could like start whipping people around. I loved it. Yeah, a little pimp cane that turns into a fucking whip. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> yeah, but no, bro. Like, yeah, I actually haven't beat Bloodborne. The funny shit is that I'm up to the last boss, and I still haven't beat it. I'm just like right there waiting to beat him, and I'm like, eh, but um, so definitely no Bloodborne and no Demon Souls for you. So you're not looking into into the Neo two. No, you know, as much as I like, I look at that <laughs> game and I want to get that game as well too because I was like, oh, it's like a, a Japanese Bloodborne. I might get into this, and then I just thought about that for a quick second, and I was like, a Japanese Bloodborne. Mm, Bloodborne, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I was you like, yourself like. I'm gonna get Far Cry Five because I know my lane. <laughs> so <laughs> that was actually lane, yeah. the second game I got, which was the the Far Cry New Dawn, which was a spinoff of Far Cry Five. You know what? I actually seen that is on sale right now, and I think I may pick that up because I always wanted to play that. So I think I may pick it up. I think it's like 19 bucks right now. So uh-huh. if you guys, anybody wants to get into Far Cry Dawn, New Dawn, definitely check that out. Like I think it's like 19 bucks on the PlayStation Store. 
So out of the four games, you said four games. Which of the four games that you picked up? Skyrim is one. What are the other three? Uh, so um, Far Cry New Dawn. And I went a little bit more retro mm-hmm. on this side here. I, I got Pokemon Diamond because I felt like, you know what? I, I want to get into Pokemon games. I don't want to get any of the new stuff right now. Because about a couple of months ago, I tried, what was it? Um, Ultra Sun or Ultra Moon and yeah. stuff like that. I just really couldn't get into the new new game features of that. Like it's It was just too out of my generation right now to enjoy it so i went back got a game which i never really got to beat which was um, diamond and i absolutely love it from from the starter pokemon to just the simplicity of the game itself it just it's a breath of fresh air for me i never played diamond i never played diamond like i think i stopped playing pokemon around oh yellow Oh, no. Like, I think, yeah, I think it was like around yellow, bro. Like, I just stopped playing that. I always wanted to get into, um, wait, Diamond's not the one with like, um, Lugia, right? Lugia, whatever. No, see, I'm a huge Pokemon is, fan, man. So you're killing me right which now. Is that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. I, I fell out of that shit. Yeah. So, Diamond, um, Diamond, and, Diamond? I think, uh, and I think Pearl were the only ones I didn't get to play, um, mm. just because I just didn't feel like buying it at the time. But, um, yeah, um, I've played everything from blue, red, to yellow, to gold and silver. That's one of um, Lugia and then uh, Ho Ho or yes. Hoo Ho. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which that is my favorite out of all of them. If you ever get a chance, if you want to get into retro Pokemon gaming, um, yeah. get, get yourself some Heart Gold or Soul Silver. You get to play a better version of those games. Plus, not only do you get the new levels from the from that league, from I think the Jodo League, but also you go back yeah. to Kanto and play the original Kanto League as well, too. So Ooh. it's pretty damn fun. It's worth, I think, about forty nine 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 still, but it's like two games in one. It's pretty worth it. Oh, I'm about to check that out, you know, since uh, I got the Android, I'm out there, Android life, about to download some emulators <laughs> and check that out, you know, so, um, but yeah, no, that's definitely a fun game, I can see you just getting wrapped up into that world, because I remember childhood memories with, like, Pokemon Red, and, and just getting wrapped up under the blankets when we were growing up, you know, with the little lights and playing, so I could definitely see why you picked that game up, especially in times like this, with all the craziness that's going on in the world. But um, let's just take a step back. What made you pick up New Dawn? I mean, I've always known you've been a fan of the franchise, but I never, you know, like what, what attracted you about New Dawn? I, I will be the first one to say right now that I think I was the first one on Far Cry series. But before it was like really popular, when it was all Predator, you started like that. going crazy on yeah. people like that. But just every Far Cry series has been pretty damn good. I think still today that Far Cry 3 will still be my favorite game out of the franchise, but I did like the... Which one was 3? Uh, my nigga Vaz. Uh, the guy with the Mohawk. Vaz. Oh, uh, no, I don't remember. Oh, no. That's not the one that's like the Confederate shit, right? No. No, oh, okay. no, no, no. So, so New Dawn, yeah. in my opinion, it, it, it's a breath of fresh air for those that didn't get to beat um, Far Cry 5. I don't want to spoil the ending unless it was spoiled for you already. But, you know, Far Cry 5 was pretty yeah. fun. Um, I felt like it suffered from the multiplayer aspect, though. I think they were trying to do too much um, in a game that does, doesn't need multiplayer whatsoever. It's fun just living in that world. But um, New Dawn kind of gives you just once again simplicity in a game um i don't want to go too much into spoilers because if you haven't beat far cry 5 it'll, it'll kind of spoil what far cry new Ga- new dawn is but it's like an add-on basically to uh, far cry 5 so does uh new dawn have any co-op 
Mm. It's not couch co-op friendly. It is. It is, but the same token, it's like it's a game where if you just wanted like an extension out of Far Cry Five or some resolution or just uh, get the feels a little bit before another game comes out, it's definitely a good cop. I I, I will recommend another game though. Um, It's not a game that I picked up; it's a game I've had for a while. Far Cry Three, like I said, it's my favorite out of the franchise, but close, close to first, like a strong, strong second, is Far Cry Primal. That game is phenomenal. If you are feeling yeah. t- Torok vibes, you're going to love that. <laughs> if you're feeling Torok vibes, yeah, I remember seeing you going to town on that game. Now, let me ask you a question. How are the main antagonists on New Dawn? Because I wasn't really feeling them. Like, when I was watching the trailers and gameplay, I felt like maybe they were doing too much with them or, like, they were really, like, just trying to force the badassery. You get what I'm saying? Um, like, to the... How are they? It's different. They're psychotic females. And, mm. you know, at the if, <laughs> if there's one thing about the Far Crisis series that I've seen a lot is that um, there hasn't been, like, a, a pretty crazy female villain in that franchise. Like, in Far Cry 5, you get to have uh, a few uh, female villains. But this one, with the main central villains being twins, I do like that. It gives us something a little bit different. It is a little over the top, but like I said, you're living in um. Um, um, like a post-apocalyptic. Yeah, world. you live in almost like a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah. So if you're if you want to get your Mad Max feelings kind of into the franchise, you're gonna get with that. Yeah, because I was like, that was one of the things that first kind of turned me off. But then I was like, eh, nineteen bucks is not bad. It looks cool, things of that nature. But I was just like, kind of turned off from them. I was like, yeah, trying too hard right now. But um, definitely, I will check that out. And what's the other game that you got into? <laughs> so the next game that I mm. that I got that I was super, I don't know why I got this game. It's not the best game in the world. It's not. But now that we're in the quarantine land and we're staying inside more, we're we're here to try new things, right? So for the Xbox, I picked up for about a good, I want to say eight bucks on offer up. Was to- okay. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five? Ooh, that's left field. Very much so. And how? Yeah, like <laughs> that. I was not expecting that one. That's left field. You just brought me back to Tony Hawk Two Pro Skater days. Like, how's that treating you right now? Well, it's not that whatsoever. But <laughs> <laughs> it's it's oh, it's a game. It's it's a fun game. Like yeah, like um. It gets a lot of shit because I think it gets a lot of shit it doesn't deserve. Um, a lot of the shit that it gets is the online servers, and if you want to play Tony Hawk with other skaters online, go for it. I don't think that's like Tony Hawk was made for that. Um, but if yeah. you want to create your own park and just have a good skate and play some retro games like skate or just like do some tricks and get some leaderboards up, it's a pretty good time killer. Oh fuck that, man! My shit was grind session. Remember we were on grind session hard. Very much so. Grind Man. Session to me is the best skating game I've played. Honestly, I think it's better than Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. Oh, damn. Yep. That's 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 crazy. Yep. I would definitely like to wait in on this because they're both good. I'm not going to lie. But Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2, I just spent so much time on it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just spent so much time on it. But then I did spend a lot of time on grind session and what just really intrigued me around grind session was just the music, the levels felt definitely felt a little bit more gritty over 
uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater I mean, too. bro, we, yeah. we could quote, we yeah. could quote like the songs that are in fucking Grind yeah. Session rather than Tony Hawk, like motherfucking Doctor Doctor Octagon and Blue Flowers, bro. Yeah, Blue Flowers. Yeah, no, that's that's the song that always sticks out to me. Blue Flowers, you know, with my son Thick Pen doing fucking <laughs> Air Christ and stuff like that. Like, but no, definitely though, because all I remember from um, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, I think it was that Papa Roach Blood Brothers. Yep. I think that was it. Yeah, that's all I remember, honestly. Oh, no. From the tracks. I remember. And then maybe like a Rage Against the Machine or something. Rage and fucking Power Man 5000. This is what his life of Warriors go like. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let's just jump all over the board right now. Now, just talk about uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater and Grind Sessions. Do you remember Aggressive Inline? I do. It was for the PS3. Oh, it was so deliciously bad. It was. It was like a poor man's like Tony Hawk. It was a poor man's grind session. Yeah, it was like it was so deliciously bad. And like all I remember from that was like the saliva track and then the hula stank and I'm crawling in the dark. I remember like, that, was that was a spinoff. Was that spinoff of Dave Mira? Which one? Oh my God! Don't talk about Dave Mir no, BMX. Da- you, got, you got me reminiscing. Dave Mir BMX no. was fantastic, but I felt like oh, there yeah. was that that the aggressive inline game was a spinoff <clears throat> of either Dave Mira or if it was, I remember there was a PlayStation game. No, I think it was. They had like four. yeah, I think it was probably yeah. I think I know what she's talking about, but I think it's probably um Dave Mirror, Dave Mira, or because. I don't think it was definitely grind session. Whoever who, but, whoever's um, hearing this, they're probably screaming right now. But I remember there was a game for PlayStation that had like yeah. four different. I think it was called Extreme Sports. It had like bikes, skating, skateboard, and some other shit. Probably snowboarding. Yes, I remember it was ESPN. I think it was. <laughs> I think that was like ESPN Extreme or something. Yeah, <laughs> and then it had like the little collage pictures and stuff like there that. There you go. And they see like yeah, 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 definitely, man. But now you know. This kid, this podcast is also about uh, video game barbershop talk. Now you got me thinking about Cool Borders, huh. Cool Borders Two. I've spent so much time on Cool Borders. Um, one of my first games for PlayStation was Courier Crisis. Now that we're talking about sports and bikes and stuff like that, Courier Crisis was amazing. Um, what else? I'm trying to think. <clears throat> well, if you if you consider uh, dancing a sport, I think Busted Groove is one of the best yes, dancing Busted games Groove. in the entire world. <laughs> Hands down, it's probably the best game in the entire world. Yes. I love Buster Group. I was actually going to send you a clip from YouTube. I was watching like the Heat versus Heat mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I was like, "Oh, I remember spending days growing up with the fellas Bro, playing this." The, <laughs> the soundtrack for Buster Groove is the best thing in the world. Like every song mm-hmm. was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I now that we're older, like I think we can appreciate that game way better like than before because before you know it was awesome it was fun it was our bonding game because we, we spent a lot of hours on that game but now i see it and i'm like i can appreciate everything from the dance moves to the unique cast of characters you know they had gaso gaso was just like basically this guy with a mohawk and a gas mask mm-hmm. and um then they had a uh, kitty n uh, and then they had he uh he and then hero remember the little disco yeah. guy and then shorty g and stuff like that like shorty g that's not even, I'm thinking about WWE. <laughs> I know what you're talking about, though. <laughs> but yeah, well, I had to get that laugh out. But yeah, definitely that that game is fun. But um, that's really, really um fucking left field for that game. But for uh, let me just interject my games. I haven't really picked up much. You know, we'll just keep going back and forth like that. Um, I I really haven't picked up much because I've been real stagnant 
with um, a few games in particular. Um, first game that I picked up, honestly, was Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Okay. And this is how stagnant I've been with that game that I actually pre-ordered that game to get it a day early as a birthday present. I bought the Ultimate Edition and everything, DLC, still Ks, 10Ks, bro. And I think that game came out, like, if I'm not mistaken, 2018. And we're in 2020 right now. And I'm still just probably, like, level fucking 12 or 15. (laughs) That's how stagnant I've been. But I definitely, definitely got back into that and... I don't know how you feel about the Assassin's Creed franchise. I don't think I've gotten your views on it, but I know a lot of our other friends, they're really not into the franchise. And Assassin's Creed is probably one of my favorite franchises of all time, if not probably my favorite, like for what they do with that game. Like like we said in the other podcast, um, my thing is you have to immerse me in your world. You have to make me feel like I'm there from the, the idle conversation with the NPCs or just walking by the town, you know, in the alleys or whatever, the ambiance, the music, the uh, damn, the architecture, that's the word I'm looking for, the architecture, the, history. the scenery, the history, yeah, you have to immerse me, and Assassin's Creed gets that shit packed down to a T. Like, am I right or wrong? Like, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about that, and how do you feel about the franchise? You're a thousand percent right when it comes to the history, the soundtrack, the the aesthetics of it, everything about Assassin's Creed brings you back to that world. So I agree with you on that part. I think, and for people or for traditionalists that love Assassin's Creed, I'll get a little shit for this right now, but the main character of those series was Ezio. Is that his name? Yeah, he's on part two, part one was also here. So I did not care about those games whatsoever. What I thought? Wait, 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 wait! You see, now you're gonna get the shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, I just felt like at, at, from those games, those first two games at least, um, they felt very repetitive. Everything was a lot of roof jumping and a lot of sneaking around, and I, I get that's part of the assassin, um, I guess, complex in that game. But I just it felt <laughs> it, it felt very um, paint by numbers to me. I did love the history, Da Vinci, and things of that nature, and I did like the story of that, but I just felt like I couldn't really grasp the gameplay as much as I wanted to. Now, okay, Assassin's Creed 3 was my turning point because I absolutely love Assassin's Creed 3. From everything from hunting to the Native American history to even the DLC yeah. of George Washington turning his back on America yeah. and being like the king mm. of America. That was great. Yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome. I got you, but um, my fault. If, uh, how can you not like Ezio? Like Altier, I, I get it. He was bland as fucking. It's like talking to the wall. But I don't know. I mean, hey, that's you know, I respect your opinion, and that's why we're here. But um, I think they did a good job with Ezio, bro. Like from the beginning, <laughs> and to like you know um, why it felt repetitive as. In the sense of, like, I'm not going to say, like, gameplay, like, uh, character appearances, because I think he was just such a hit with the community, and, you know, he definitely brought more, uh, I don't want to use that word, we had a little bit more spice over Altier, Altier was just really bland, like I said, like, talking to the wall, and I think that's what fans gravitated to, if anything, it could be like, this is Assassin's Creed 1, you get what I'm saying, the first one could just be, like, a little prequel or whatever, so, but, um, that's, that's when I fell in love with the franchise. So that's why Ezio is actually one of my favorites. And 
he I feel like he's very synonymous with gaming in general. He's up there with the Crash Bandicoot, oh, yeah. with the Laura Cross, with the Tim Drakes. Tim Drakes, you hear me? Ooh. Why am I all over the place today, bro? Like, Tim Drake was your, was your favorite oh. Robin of all time, so I understand. <laughs> he, he was. I'm all over the place, but, you know, he's become synonymous in the gaming world and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, and actually, uh, a little history, how I played um, Assassin's Creed 2, that was actually a, a pickup that I didn't even want to do. Um, I was in Toys R Us with one of our boys, and um, it was, I think it was for, like, Black Friday around that time, buy one, get one half off. So, like, the first game I went to pick up, I got it, and I was like, oh, let me get the second one. I was like, what's this, Assassin's Creed, you know? <laughs> like, because I didn't know much about the franchise. Mm. So, picked it up, instantly fell in love with it, bro. Like, great, great game. But that's one thing, like, I love how they immerse you. And then also, I like the story concept, where it's, you know, the Assassins versus the Templar. Right. And, you know, they say it's fictional, but let's get a little crazy. Let's dive down a little rabbit hole here. You know, let's just jump down. They say it's fictional, of course, you know, for the purposes of, I guess, I don't want to say safety or whatever it is, but they just have to slap that label on it. But I like it because it's definitely not fictional. You know, it's a lot of the shit that goes on nowadays, you know, Templars being like, let's just say, you know, uh, the higher powers, the higher interest, you get what I'm saying? If you want to throw that word out, quote unquote, the Illuminati's, you know, you get what I'm saying? And then like, you're going to say I mean, something? do you really want me to go down this rabbit hole for you? <laughs> Let's go down the rabbit hole. Fuck it, yeah. Okay, so number one, I, I don't think that uh, when they say for Assassin's Creed being a fictional, um, I definitely feel like what they mean is that there's fictional aspects of the, of the world they're in. Like, um, the system of going back and forth through time and going into body hosts and things of oh, that yeah. nature, uh, or yeah. just uh, relations that you have with certain characters and what they were doing in this point of history. But let's be definitely clear. Yeah. Each Assassin's Creed has a wealth of fucking history in it. That's actually true. It does. And if we talk about yeah. Templars, I'll throw that shit out there in, in like as with, with the crucifix up and everything saying that, yes, Templars yeah. are fucking dirty. Templars are motherfucking dirty, yeah. you know. Anything, and I, 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 this is opening up the rabbit hole for me right here. I'm, I'm a person. Mm, let's go. That that <laughs> has a lot of faith. Um, I will always have a lot of faith. My faith is very internal. It's very deep to me. I don't need to go to a church to pray. I don't need to go to a seminar to pray. I have faith on my own. I just don't believe in organized religion, and I don't believe anybody using religion as a weapon or as an excuse to kill others or to do any kind of uh, defilement is any religion you should be part of. So when you look at the history of Templars all across history, whether it's from from going into the Americas or even medieval times or even before that, Roman culture or whatnot, mm -hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of shadiness that goes on throwing the name Lord and Christ and God and things of that nature. Actually, yeah, actually, you know, for a lot of people that don't know, you know, they say that the picture of Jesus Christ is actually an Italian leader called Cesar Borges, mm -hmm. you know, and he's in that game and you see it. So that's why I love Assassin's Creed as well. Because like you said, it has a plethora of knowledge. You may think you're just playing a game, but you're actually being taught at the same time. If you, you know, really look at it. And like, oh yeah, my fault. I thought you were gonna say something. I thought you were gonna keep going on your little rant. No, no, no. You're, you're, <laughs> you're totally right as well too, because that's what I love about, let's say, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. I love Black Flag not just because it's, mm -hmm. it's a far, far cry away from 
one and two with the whole pirate dynamic and the ship and the sailing aspect, yeah. but also the wealth of history of pirates, of Blackbeard, of Anne Bonny, of Coleco Jack, mm-hmm. and things of that nature, and just having the wealth of history of the pirate history and, and their lore and what their contributions were to the world back then. The, that right there, like, inspired me to play even more Assassin's Creed games. Th- you know, three Black Flag yeah. and um, what's the one that came right after? Not Rogue, but Syndicate. The steampunk era right there, bro. Oh, I love, I love Syndicate, bro. Yeah, I love Syndicate. Syndicate is like probably my favorite second one because they just did such a great uh, job of capturing the Victorian yep. era. And yeah, Syndicate is great. And then when you go to like the little World War part and you're playing like with their mother, I think yep. it was. And you know, you're like in the little bridge area. Oh, I was like, yo, this game is so fucking phenomenal. And then from like the little extra stuff with the chariot races and the fisticuff and things like that. But um, yeah, it's it's actually a historical game. You know, people will be like, oh, I'm just playing the game. No, it's like a little history lesson. And that's why I like about Odyssey, because I've always been into, you know, the Greek mythology. And here you get a lot of it. Have you played Odyssey? I haven't. Pl- Have you gotten a chance to pick it Did up? Didn't get a, plan- yeah. a chance to play Odyssey. But what was the one that came out before that one? That was Assassin's Creed oh, with Ancient damn. Egypt. Ooh, Origin. Origin. I yeah, love Origin. Origin, Origin yeah. I get, didn't get to beat it, but it was a fun um, travel through time right there. That was fun. Yeah, I actually played that one a little bit and didn't get to beat that one, but it was like a fun, fun little ride for the little bit that I played. I may actually play that one now after I finish Odyssey. But um, Odyssey's great, man. You should definitely pick it up. And it has like a lot of different things from the, the, the other ones, you know, like the skill trees, the very RPG mechanics, you know, the leveling up, and now you got to concentrate, like, what you want to do, which class you want to go, which route, you know, archer, assassin, warrior, things of that nature. Um, <clears throat> and what I do like about it as well, excuse me, it just has a... Pl- it's good, and it's... I mean, I really don't like it at the same time. It's kind of like my pet peeve because it just goes into microtransactions, but it can actually hold you over because it has, like... um a lot of side quests, a lot of side missions. Um, the fortress, when you're like conquering a nation, you could just keep pillaging the loot, you know. But it is kind of my pet peeve because it just goes to microtransactions. And I feel that this game is really heavily based on microtransactions because if you just run around and you just loot a chest or you steal, all you really get is like just two fucking, I'm going to say two drachmi, you know, like you don't get much, like you just, you just get shit, you know, so it's either a constant grind, maybe that's one thing why I haven't really also fully been in the game because I feel like it's a constant grind and the microtransaction in this game hurts it, I don't want to go on a fucking rant because microtransactions are fucking bullshit but maybe, you know, the name Jay Rance so I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and microtransactions really you know, uh fuck this game up like it, it suffers because sometimes you're severely under gear like let's say you're level 20 and it's happened to me you're level 20 15 or whatever <clears throat> excuse me and you're still rocking with armor level 13 level 14 if you don't do these side missions and you know try to level up but overall besides that another pet peeve is that a lot of npc characters they look alike and they sound alike you know just different cosmetics like maybe a hair a beard a dress a thing of that nature but overall, it's still a fucking phenomenal game, and I enjoy it, you know. And um, the two main characters are pretty dope, unique. You know, a lot of people were complaining that Alexios, he was just, like, really, when he talks, he's, he talks like this, you know. So, <laughs> but it, overall, it's a great game. So 
I've gotten back into it, you know, and I got all the DLCs, and I definitely plan on beating this game shit. So, um, I just want a little Assassin's Creed rant. No, wrong with that, man. Like, I, I wanted to play Odyssey, but I, I felt like I got my fix on the Xbox because I played a little game for Xbox yeah. fans that know this game called Rise, and I thought that game really brought me into that world of like Spartacus. If I wanted that, just getting my fix of okay, of, yeah. like that Roman culture, throwing the helmet on getting the spear and being part of like that clan of that how and going crazy killing people yeah. like i got my fix out of that game so i wasn't like gun-ho to get odyssey if anything i'm to get odyssey, i'm more yeah. gun-ho to get the the elusive ragnarok one that's coming out i was just about to ask you about that how do you feel about ragnarok i'm fucking sold on that anything that has to do with norse mythology is fucking great to me when god of war transition to Norse mythology it had me even more hooked because honestly I was never a God of War fan I played maybe two and three just to play them and I remember I beat three like it was nothing and I was just like eh okay whatever and I got Ascension and I was like eh all right whatever but it was not until I got you know the the PlayStation 4 God of War um I won't even call it a remake I won't call it's more of like a reimagining I would say too um yeah. just being in that world and just the style of playing and just of course the the norse mythology of it all just was amazing no I, I agree with you um i still haven't really played that one but i've seen people play it and it definitely is a great game but my question to you is what really um i don't want to say turns you off but what didn't allow you to get into the first ones because i have a reason why i fell out and really didn't get into the first ones and i stopped playing God of War, but what were your reasons for not really getting into it? Um, I felt like it was very generic at first. Like, I felt like every game that was mm-hmm. coming out there was very button mash heavy. And yeah. there's only so much you can enjoy with button mashing, so it gets a little crazy. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Devil May Cry 1 and 2. I love those games without a doubt. But the same token, I never followed the franchise after that because that's all it offered me. Games like, you know, Bayonetta, as much as it's yeah. fun, it's not a game that's going to hook me to get Bayonetta 2. I know you were a fan of Ninja Gaiden, uh, especially the PS3 version. Oh yeah, I love Ninja Gaiden. Yeah. But at the same token, I wasn't going to get like the follow-up to that game because I just that game style just didn't really grab me for another go. So, yeah. you know, Although the first one didn't captivate me because of that, you know, I still get into like the stories of, you know, Greek mythology and whatnot. And, you know, when you have like cameos, like the best part of God of War 3, for anybody who doesn't know, fucking Kevin Sorbro, actual Hercules, plays Hercules in that game. That is fucking fantastic. <laughs> that right there was a selling that point. That is great. Yeah, you were sold. That's great. I didn't even know that, bro. That's mm-hmm. fucking phenomenal. Uh, now, nah, but for me, why I really, cause I played it, you know, I played, I think the first two, three or whatever, but like you said, one was that there was a lot of button mashing games coming out at that time. Cause they were kind of revolutionizing gaming, you know, it wasn't much of that at that time. So then it got oversaturated. But for me was like, I always tell one of our friends, Dwayne, which I'm trying to get onto this podcast for the next episode that I want to do. Um, it was just very, very repetitive in the sense where you start off, oh, you're the god of war. I could fucking destroy everything. You lose your powers. You got to get your powers back. Okay, I did that in the first one. I'm doing it in the second one. I'm doing it in, like, kind of the third one. You get what I'm saying? It had that repetitive feel. I was like, okay, this is – I'm doing the same shit over and over. I'm, yeah, I start off strong, lose my powers, got to get them back. So that's why 
I really, really fell out of that franchise and haven't even bothered picking up the new one. I mean, I know the new one is nothing like that, but I think it's just left a sour taste. I'll tell you this much. I'll say God War 3 is the worst one out of the franchise for this reason only. Um, (laughs) I thought you were loving it because of Kevin Sorbo. No, it is. But here's the thing. It starts off at 100 and ends at a 2. Like, like the fight with, with <laughs> Zeus is fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, it's not even overly high. You start off with riding titans to Olympus, to fighting gods yeah, or demigods on Olympus, to having this mook fucking battle with Zeus that just doesn't really do anything. <laughs> He's just giving you illusions of your wife and your child that are dead and making you feel bad. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is what you could have been better. Fuck you, Zeus. This was stupid. Mm, you terrible father, you terrible. <laughs> Let's not talk about father. Oh, you want to talk about father Zeus? All right. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, I get you though. Like that for me, why I really. But the new one, the last one that came out, definitely looks good, and eventually I will pick it up. So, um, but you know, jumping back to you, or do you want me to speak about my next? No, game? go for it, bro. How do you want to do this? Okay. So another game that I picked up and I'm definitely fucking hooked on. This is probably like my second favorite franchise. And um, like I said, been kind of stagnant with a few games. And I picked up and I'm going gun-ho and I'm going balls deep with Borderlands 3. And I am fucking enjoying the ride. All right. I don't... yeah. You're not a franchise uh, fan of the franchise. No, 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 no. Um, I, I think we, I think both oh. of us have good memories um, back in um, Allenton playing yeah. Borderlands. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I, I'm not not. It's not that I'm not a fan of the franchise. I think the franchise, not even the franchise, the game itself. If I'm not playing with somebody, I get bored by myself playing that game. Okay, that's all. Uh, I I I understand. I understand because. Definitely, it is a game that's built for co-op, you know, couch co-op and whatever co-op. Um, But just before I continue, and, like, I know it's a game that has kind of, like, it has a crazy following. It's a popular fucking mm-hmm. game. But there are some people that are turned off by the game. Can you, like, sit here and think of why they would be turned off from the game? I know the first one is the graphics, but what else besides the graphics? Come to um, the unpredictability of the game as well, too. I think um, people don't quite know what Borderlands is, and I think even fans of the, of the franchise can't really quite put a put a, <laughs> put their finger on what Borderlands is. It's definitely a bounty hunter game, yes. But like, if you were to yeah. explain Borderlands in like five words, it'd be hard because there's so many fucking words you could describe that game in. It's very much a, a vast universe, and there's so many things you could get into. And I think that's very intimidating to a lot of people. I think um, when you get a game that has a lot of customization, um, over like a thousand guns in the in each fucking game, um, and a man's story, and a lot of comedy mixed with. Um, comic book style drawings, you're going to get a mixed bag of nuts. And unfortunately, too, here's another reason why. I think there's so many Borderland yeah. ripoffs out there that have soured a lot of people to actually want to go back and play Borderlands, aka Rage. Rage yeah. 1 and Rage 2, I'm sorry, are mm-hmm. terrible games. Yeah, I, I agree with you because I picked up Rage because I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of like Borderlands. Rage 1 was nothing like fucking Borderlands. That's why I didn't give Rage 2 a shot. 
So, um, but but I, I I can see that I get you, yeah. And to just piggyback off what you said, um, definitely it is a big game, and me playing three now, I'm still learning about the lore and learning about certain characters and putting things together. That's how deep and rich the lore is, and I can see why some people would be kind of turned off. Like, okay, this is this is there's so much going on, you know, and then. What I do love about it as well, you know, like you said, you know, is by yourself you get bored. Um, I do kind of like that little. It's not really MMO, but I consider it MMO because once you get in the new game plus, enemies start getting harder. Of course, weapons you know start hitting harder, and the more players you have in your day, um, in your file, in your memory, or playing with you, whatever, you know, um, enemies get harder as well, and better loot drops. So to me, that feels a little bit MMO ish. And, you know, once you start getting to that new game plus, you start seeing the like 100Ks on the enemy, the tickers and stuff. So, um, well, but I, like I said, yeah. that too, I think you make a great point with that because I think that's another reason why yeah. it turns people off as well. Um, Borderlands is in a group of other games as well, too, where they're not really MMOs, but they really are MMOs, but also they're RPG shooters. Yeah. I don't consider Borderlands mm-hmm. a shooter, I, I consider it an RPG because. You level up in this game. You have, you know, the enemies have stats as well too that level up as well too. You have to have strategy to yeah. kill these these villains, these monsters, so to speak, and whatnot. Yeah. So I just look at it as a as a role playing game rather than a shooter. Oh no, it definitely is because you know you have your 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 characters, their skill trees. They have AOE. They have pull-ins. They have status element effects. Your guns, you know, um, it has that Destiny style, the RGN, where you have to keep farming a weapon for that specific perk or ability that you're looking mm-hmm. for. So that's definitely RPG. It definitely is an RPG. A shooter would be something like Bulletstorm, where you just straight run through shooter <laughs> style, like a Doom or some <laughs> shit. Jamie Gonzalez. Bulletstorm was horrible. <laughs> Bulletstorm was horrible, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I, I remember they gave it free on the PS, and I played it. Um, the edition with all the DLCs. And I remember our friend uh, was... Jamie bought that day one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Yes. I remember he bought that day one with fucking brutal legends with the Jack Black shit. <laughs> Such a fire tasting in game, bro. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah terrible see but that that's a shooter though um so like you said you definitely hit the nail on the head with this game and this is rpg it has rpg elements and that's what i love about it and i enjoy three because out of all the cast i feel that you know characters that you play with three i feel like they put a lot of time into them and they're like really fucking unique as you know past franchise um you know you got the siren uh Amara, which is kind of cool. She's kind of like Brick, you know, she's like that melee type, do melee type builds with her. My class that I'm playing is, you know, I would definitely uh, fucking the gunner. You know, she has a fucking mech that's her special. She jumps into a fucking mech called Iron Bear. Mm-hmm. She just wrecks shit. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm rocking out with Moe's. And then you have um, Flack, which he'll probably be up your alley. Flack is just like this robot with beast companions and stuff like okay. that and he just throws them out and things of that nature and then you got zane zane is kind of like the the operative the controller of the battlefield you know he could just like digestruct himself and teleport and throws up a shield to increase damage so i feel that the cast is really unique you know but you also get 
your old characters. You get like Lilith, you know, Firehawk. You get Tiny Tina. She's all grown up. You get Bricks, you know, which Bricks is my all-time favorite Borderland character. Played it with him from game one. And you get to see all that craziness, you know, Crazy Earl and stuff like that. And it's so reminiscent as well. But actually, the new DLC right now, um, Love Guns and Tentacles, is actually kind of, uh, you know, Lovecraft. It has that Lovecraft vibe to it and feel, you know, has the Cthulhu stuff. And um, it actually got a little bit of scrutiny. I don't know if you heard, but um, the main, main thing is um, uh, Hammerlock. We see him in Borderlands 2. Hammerlock is getting married with Wainwright Jacob. Mm-hmm. You know, they're getting married. So a lot of people are upset with it because it has like, oh. it comes across as homophobic, yeah, yeah. you know? And yeah, and the main um, the main villain chick, she's like a witch from an outerly world where she's slandering their love saying, oh, your love is not pure. Your love is weak. So she tries to turn uh, Wainwright Jacob, I think it is, into a man, a straight man, so she can marry him and show him what real love is. So it's coming across as homophobic, you know, things of that nature, and a little bit racist. So that's why a lot of people are kind of slandering in. They're like, you know, uh, you drop Gearbox, you drop the box here. Because usually their their way of portraying pop culture or whatever it is or politics, you know, it's kind of funny. They put a spin to it in their own quirkiness, you know. It kind of reminds me of, like, South Park of gaming, you know? Like, uh, they get up to the current affair. I'm sorry, we were going to say something. No, I was going to say, like, well, oh. I wouldn't... I wouldn't call... I can see where the controversy lies, but here's my take on that. Because yeah. I've heard this controversy before, too, and I don't think this yeah. is slanderous whatsoever. When when we look at movies and we, and we take, let's say, watching any kind of movie that has your, your rate... Yeah, racially driven character, you know, your Ku Klux Klan character, your Nazi characters, these these horrible, um, diabolical fucking people in these movies, they're really inserted for the hero to overcome them, right? So you yeah. have to look at that in games as well, too. Like, what's one thing right now that's going to trigger a lot of people? A lot of homophobia. All right. Especially when you look at our vice mm. president going down a rabbit hole right here that believes in co- conver- mm-hmm. yeah, that believes in conversion therapy, which is actually trying to convert a gay person to a straight person with shock therapy. If you have people like that as like, isn't that the most fucked up shit I've ever heard in my it's life? True. I'm sorry. It's true. <laughs> so when you have you know people out there, you want that heroes overcome them so i definitely see that it's not a crazy thing to put in the game is it a little insensitive to people who can't handle that subject i guess maybe but i would say as like i I could bring my i wish my boy jake again to this as well too because you know he's gay and he's a gamer as well too i'm pretty sure that he would probably harken the same thing i'm saying right there that that probably inspires him to want to blast that motherfucker into space Word, I'm gonna blast you in the fucking face. You <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I can see that. Yeah. No, definitely, you know. So um I mean, yeah, it, the thing is that, you know, if for some people it would always be a sensitive subject. And, you know, I definitely would love to get him on bro, we have to get him on one of these podcasts because I see that that he's a fucking gamer, you know, and stuff like that. And I know he's looking forward to the Final Fantasy. Maybe we could do it for the Final Fantasy VII remake. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, That's well, for y'all fuckers right there. You're not getting that? Son, 
rabbit hole again. <laughs> right here. Let's go. <laughs> I am not paying $59.99 with tax to get 30% of a game. No. They're just doing that. Just I, I agree with you. I agree with you. They're just doing that just because of the name. It's bullshit. And then the most likely, because what I hear, they're not going to go full price on the next game that comes out. It might be $39.99. Fuck you. No, 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 no. If I want to go play Final Fantasy, I can download it right now on the PlayStation Store and play that fucker right now. Yes, ooh, I get the next graphics. Ooh, I get more of an elaborate fucking story. I get to see fucking Sephiroth's cock as big as his sword. Great. No. No, no, no. If I want to see fucking Ares' tits jiggle, I can still see it in that game as well, too. Or I can fucking go watch Advent Children. No, I'm done. You want to see the, the Laura Croft triangle <laughs> breast size and fucking rectangular shape? No, but um, have you heard grab. why? Yeah, have you heard why? It's like, I mean, of course, it's a cash grab, but why are they doing this? They have to say some reason why they're doing it. Like, have they said? Well, that? I heard another rumor is that Xbox getting it as well too. Like, Microsoft's getting it next year, and Microsoft is actually getting okay. the full game. Ain't that some yeah. shit? But since you know Sony. Yeah wants to keep some kind of property license to it, they at least have the license to get it before everything else. So yay, you get a one-up over everybody else, but guess what? You're still paying more at the end. So, And what that screams to me, too, is still microtransactions, because guess what? Final yeah. Fantasy XV was a bunch of useless DLC as well, too, which was microtransactions as well. Yeah, so the DLCs, and they really didn't look all that appealing, and they did look kind of useless, but... um. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. We should just try to get him on something, bro, because he definitely looks like a fucking gamer, and he kind of does have like the same taste that I yes, have. Yes, he does. So, or maybe for the resident, maybe for uh, maybe for the Resident Evil Three, we could get him on this. So yeah, you know, um, I think we could do both. I, or, I could be the one to shit on everything. That's totally fine. <laughs> hey, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, you could. We always gonna need somebody to do that. You know, we need the up and down, the bad. Mister Negative. So, but um. <laughs> we don't call you that <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah no definitely I've, I've just been riding the fucking lightning with borderlands 3 man and i'm enjoying it um do you plan on riding out in that in the future or you don't see yourself riding out on that so how much is it right now in the playstation store i think they have it for like 30 bucks i think now that it's on sale i think the regular standard version okay. so <laughs> i mean no pressure, no pressure. Just not because you on the spot, but you on the spot. <laughs> so here's the thing. I always feel like I buy these Borderland games, and it's not that yeah. um, I don't want to play them. I just I lose interest, and something makes me lose interest, so, and I don't know what it is. So my question to you is, you, you like playing it with a partner. Uh, Monster Hunter, though, you definitely need to team up, or are you playing that solo? So I play Monster Hunter both. I I, I could play it solo, and I could definitely grind uh-huh. and have a fucking heart attack trying to kill a giant T Rex. Um, yeah. but that's just my little fucking gob complex as well too. I could be a Vince McMahon, fuck a coronavirus. <laughs> We're still going to do WrestleMania. Um, more about that on the EWA <laughs> podcast. But um, I'm the same. Yeah, check that I'm out. The same mindset <laughs> with Monster Hunter, where I'm like, fuck, I can just do this by myself if I grind hard. But yeah, I can still have okay. inclusion as well too. The thing about Borderlands, I feel that I, I saw this more in the prequel because two wasn't really that much but in the prequel i felt it was a little bit repetitive for some reason and it 
I jumped out after half an hour in the game. I just couldn't get into it after that. Well, nah, I'll give you, I'll give you that because um, I being a uh, a fan of the series, I feel that they dropped the ball with the pre sequel. I'm not gonna lie, and I and I bought the pre sequel for PS3, abused it, and then I got the Handsome Jack collection, abused it as well. Um, and as much as I played, because I started multiple accounts, as much as I played, I still sit here and don't like it and it has its moments but it's super repetitive because for people that don't know or haven't played it or you know if you're staying away from it if you plan on playing it the thing with the pre-sequel is you can finish the main storyline within i'm gonna say five hours just to give it the benefit Mm -hmm. of the doubt you can finish you can finish the main storyline like in five hours or under five hours now i think the game has um for argument's sake let's say it's just 30 plus hours i just don't remember or 50 but it's all fucking pointless side quests you get what i'm saying it's just all pointless side quests so that's where i i agree with you and i can see why somebody would fall out of the game because you're like i'm just doing pointless side quests and I, i i myself i'm like why the fuck am I doing this? But, you know, you have to do it as a part of the game and the grind and stuff. But, and also I think it's just because that was done by 2K Australia. It wasn't done by regular 2K and stuff like that. So maybe, you know, shifting over to 2K Australia, oi, 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 you know, the Aussies dropped the ball. So, um, but nonetheless, the the cast is diverse. You know, I like Wilhelm. I like Athena. They fucked up Claptrap. Claptrap is a character that everybody's wanted to play. And they just did him atrocious the skill tree is pretty bad his specials his skill is pretty bad like because it's just like all of random generated and you can just sit here and get like torque fiesta where he just throws grenades like bah, bah, bah. you just automatically throwing grenades but then all of a sudden you get some shit and you start bouncing on a rubber mm-hmm. duck like what the fuck you get what i'm saying and it really has messed up um battles and stuff because I, I i was doing the dlc the hollow dome and stuff like that and here comes in somebody with a claptrap and i'm like nah fuck bro like why are you jumping <laughs> in this game and then you could just be in an intense battle and you start jumping up and down a squeaky duck like beep, beep, beep. i'm like nah but definitely pre-sequel kind of dropped the ball and they fucked so, it up but um l- l- let me put yeah. you on the spot then for someone that okay. may have looked at Borderlands in the marketing. Me personally, I just think that's one of Borderlands' weak- weaknesses right there for the majority of people or gamers out there. I think if you like Borderlands, you know what's about. But if you were to look at a commercial on TV yeah. about Borderlands, I can see why people get turned off by it because it represents something different than what it really is sometimes. Because um, okay, yeah. in, in, in the commercials, it makes it seem like this this comic book type game explosive yeah. mayhem shit exactly yeah and so let's say i am new to the franchise i don't know anything about borderlands and i want to get into it can i get into borderlands 3 without knowing everything else um no i wouldn't recommend jumping into borderlands 3 because there is definitely a lot of lore that you would miss out on even pre-sequel they dropped the ball but it's still you know um has some lore and history information i would not say you know if you're new to the franchise jump into borderlands 3 for your first one i would say definitely go back to two because two is the direct you know like 
is part one to this. One, I mean, no, I'm going I'm to say just go back to part one. Play part one because part one, you know, you'll get the, the, the whole concept, everything. You'll see uh, Firehawk, which is Lilith. You know, she's in part one. And, um, you know, definitely play those, I would say. Don't jump into three because you're going to be lost and you're not going to know what the fuck is going on. If there's puns thrown around, you're not going to get them. If they uh, talk about certain characters, you know, like, oh, I did this in the past for so-and-so, you're not going to get it. And you'll definitely feel lost and confused and things of that nature. And then you'll also get um, the feel for the weapons because even the weapons have lures, you know, Hyperion weapon, uh, Jacob weapons, you know, Jacob Wainwright, you know, he's the one that makes the Jacob weapons and stuff like that. So it, you'll be lost if you jump into three. Man, definitely recommend playing the first ones to get okay. into three. But um, yeah, like, uh, so for whoever's trying to get into it, definitely start from the first ones. But I mean, bro, it's it's a fun game, you know. The characters are like I said, diverse, unique. So, and if you like, um, it's a little bit harder. That's what I like about it as well. That's what I was gonna say too. So, if you're looking for a challenge, definitely, you know, Borderlands Three. I feel like is the hardest out of all of them. I'm just still playing regular first memory, not new game plus, and some of these enemies are you know taking hits to go down. You know mm. what I'm saying? So, but it definitely is a fun ride. Um, Another game, sorry, let's just get off the Borderlands because I, I could talk about this shit all night. But um, another game that I definitely want to pick up, this one's Left Field. Two games, actually, that I want to pick up. And I have them installed. And I beat uh, the first one, but I just never got to beat the DLC. Um, I'm getting back into Dishonored. How do you feel about the Dishonored game? Um, I'll be honest, I never played any Dishonored games. One or two. Mm-hmm. Never. Oh, yeah. So um, I actually got like the definitive edition and I played part one. I mean, I, I, I think you would like it. I think you would like it. It's, um, you know, by Podesta, you know, they may fall out and stuff like that. And it's just a different twist. But I, I, I think you would like it because it has the it's kind of like you're running in this, you know, Victorian setting. First person view fucking Black Plague is running rampant bodies dropping everywhere. And you're like this supernatural superhuman character you have you you get these abilities through these tones and stuff like that you know you get like teleportation and dash nothing too crazy you know but you know you have supernatural powers because you know you can like actually jump into like a um if you need to get like past the obstacle or whatever you can actually just jump into like a person and possess them go around and do what you got to do and stuff like that you can summon like a plague of fucking rats and things so it really is a fun game. I think you should definitely look into that because I think, you know, you would like it. But um, like I said, I'm definitely trying to uh, beat the DLC because I beat the regular game the first time and the DLC concentrates on the uh, antagonist that's trying to kill Corvo. Yeah. So I'm looking into that. It's definitely, definitely a fun game. The setting, I love it. So um, I never knew you didn't get into that, man. So I'm like, because this looks up like you're No, alley. but I, I but, will um, say this, though. Um, yeah since I am the guy that has the Xbox here, um, I have the Xbox unlimited mm-hmm. a game pass, which that comes with the Xbox live plus the game pass. And I gotta say, man, nice, game yeah. pass is, is revolutionary for you, man. It opened my eyes to different games. I thought I'd never played before. Um, a little caveat just to put on your borderlands as, as well, too. If you guys were interested in trying to get into borderlands, the handsome Jack collection is on the game pass as well, too. So I think that's a pretty good snag right nice. there. If you want to, but oh yeah, there definitely. were two games I did um oh. not pick up, but, but I Which did was... download and I tried mm. them out. And 
relatively were surprised at both of them. You're probably going to laugh at one of them. Um, I'll leave that one for the last. But the first one was um, Call of Cthulhu. Um, I think... Oh, my God. I'm no. Lovecraft all over, bro. bro. This game... <laughs> if you uh, Have you ever played the game Condemned for the Xbox? I think 360? Uh, no, 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 no. I, I'm confusing. I think I played the other one. Wasn't there one called like Jericho or something? Yeah, there's like a Jericho that? game as well, too. Well, that's not really like okay, that. Okay, yeah, no, I didn't play Condemned. This though. is yeah. more like a detective story that's uh-huh. like looking for paranormal stuff inside like the Lovecraftian world. So he's like an investigative reporter, okay. kind of detective, and you're basically using your detective skills to try to solve murder mysteries. But of course, you're deep diving into Lovecraft lore right there. So that's pretty fun. And the second game, okay, I'll get a lot of shit for it, but it's a fucking <laughs> fun fighting game that passes the time. I got the uh, Power Rangers Battle for the Grid. You know what? Nah, you, I won't give you shit for that. That sounds fucking awesome. It was. Hey, I definitely would fuck with that. Yeah, I mean, hey, it, it's <laughs> nah. a decent fighter. You get to tag in with different Power Rangers. The, the, the roster is yeah. not that big, but it does give you different Power Rangers from Mighty Morphin all the way to fucking Zeo to the new shit that they're doing right now of Wild Force and all that shit. But it's just nice to see, you know, you get to fucking play with Tommy as a Green Ranger kicking ass with the Dragonzord. No, oh, that's fucking epic. Yeah, no, I won't give you no sight for that one. That's, that shit sounds fucking epic. And you said it's called, what is it, the Xbox the Game Pass? Pass, yeah. Game Pass. And um, yeah, because I remember I had picked up an Xbox a little while ago while I was in Texas. And I think I signed up for it. And bro, I'm not gonna lie, man. Their their collection is fucking amazing. I was playing um, uh, what's that game where it's uh, uh, the girl with the robot, and it's kind of like um, oh, um, deserted, uh, post apocalyptic world, and it's like a shooter. Uh, um, not first person, third person though. Uh, it's it's on top of oh, my head man. right now. It's somebody's probably screaming right now too. Yeah. Uh, like it's this game. Yeah, she has like a little hard hat on with like a little, record, re, you know, re, oh my god, re something, record, yes, yes. yes record, mm-hmm. yes. I remember that game, bro, and like I had played that, and then I actually picked it up when I canceled my Game Pass. Record is fucking awesome, but um, no, I eventually plan on getting an Xbox again, bro, because it. I mean, I'm I'm a PS4 fucking lover from day one, but Xbox has its little perks and and. and it has a little space, special place in my heart. But, um, yeah, nah, bro. Those are some good freaking games um, that you picked up and stuff like that. And I'm glad you're enjoying them. But, you know, well, all the craziness is going on in the world right now. Let's look forward into the future really quick. Let's just jump into the future. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Because I know you said you're not looking forward to the Final Fantasy VII. I don't know how you feel about Resident Evil 3. Um, you know, when all this craziness calms down and stuff and things get back to normal, what are you looking to pick up and get into? Resident Evil 3 for sure. Um, I think that's going to be a yeah. gimme for me. Here's the thing. I We're heading into the next generation of gaming, and it's really tough for me to be invested in a game where I know they're probably going to stop doing any kind of anything to these games, whether it's like DLC content or anything like that. So it'd be hard for me to say, okay, yeah. I want to pick up this game, like let's say, the Avengers game is coming out. Um, mm-hmm. uh, was that Square? Square's version of the Avengers game? 
And yeah. it's like, do I really want to cop that game knowing that a, a better system's coming out a couple months after that? And then well, what are you going to do for these for the specs of this game? Are they still going to release DLC? Are they still going to release any kind of content patches if it's glitchy or whatnot? So it's like, all right, do I just, in that case, get the games I know I'm going to get right now. And then if I am going to get one of these new systems, because I'm not getting both. I'm only going to get one of them. Most likely, I will be honest, I'm probably going to get the PS5. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, you fucking shocked me right now because I know out of everybody in the group, you're the Xbox fucking fanatic. Well, wow. Um, Why? Here's the thing. Number one, I feel like the Xbox is still going to transitional periods, especially with all the series that's come out with, with the Series S and the S One and all these things. And ultimately, at the same point, these have been the same damn game over and over and over systems over and over and over again. The same interface, the same. Yeah. The only thing that's different is just, of course, like the visual effects and the ROM and whatnot. I totally get that for for nerds that do love that that want to fucking play their games in Ultra Four K, rock and roll. Do do it whatever yeah. the fuck you guys need to do to fucking sync your your Microsoft whatever to your fucking game console. Cool. You want to you know play your Xbox games on your phone on your Microsoft phone? Rock and roll. Do that. That's totally cool. Rock out. But I yeah. I like a different interface. I like a different um, engine altogether. And I think at least PS Five will give me that because I will be very honest. Um, I'm not that. I wasn't that happy with the PS4's interface. Uh, compared compared to the you. PS3, I don't know what it was about the PS3, but it just made me yeah. feel very comfortable playing that. Um, it, it felt like a general evolution from the PS2. And PS3 gets a lot of fucking hate. Uh, sorry, PS3 gets a lot of fucking hate. I don't know. I, I don't know why. I think that people think... People like... look at the PS3 and they say that it's it, it wasn't... It wasn't to them what they wanted out of a console that the PS2 was. And yeah. I understand that to some people. Yeah, I've heard. Um, no, I've heard that. But um, to me, I've always gone on record and I'm going on record on here. And I've always said it to my friends and I always said it to everybody. My favorite console is the PlayStation mm-hmm. 3. So um, and I agree with you a thousand percent that the interface uh from the ps4 it it wasn't much of an upgrade and i'll stretch it even further when i brought the ps4 i sat here and felt like a dipshit because even the ps3 at that time when the ps3 was still out it was a superior system Mm -hmm. to the four in interface wise you get what i'm saying and it's like what the fuck did I get into? Why was I such like, I guess you could say in a rush or why did I want to pick this up so bad? So I, I, I agree with you a thousand percent, you know, because if I'm not mistaken, uh, you really couldn't change your uh, icons or emoji, emojis, you hear me, your icons and stuff like that. And then you really couldn't download certain apps at that time and you couldn't download thing. I'm like, you know, and on the PS3, you had everything. And I'm like, bro, why did I get this? So, but I, I agree with you. Um, just to go back to what you said, where you were like, "Oh, I don't know if I'm gonna get the game now, and then it'll come out later," things of that nature. But um, I know the Xbox is doing that that mailbox uh, right. hot drop thingy. I think that you posted up on um right uh the Facebook page as well. So, I mean, how do you feel about that? Like, I mean, you could 
buy the game now and still have it for the next gen. So for you know, Xbox, definitely. Um, like Xbox, you know, I feel like, yeah. you know, Xbox could definitely be like an income tax kind of thing right there. You know, income tax comes out. I could get you yeah. know, a system that doesn't have all the glitches because we all know that all these uh, games uh, systems are going to have glitches day one. So I can definitely wait for the Xbox and wait for all the updates to happen for it to be, you know, better. Rather than PS5, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like, like I said, on PS5, it's going to be an event. It still is an event. We have no idea what the fuck it looks like still. Um, whether that's, whether that's yeah, shrouded absolutely. in mystery or that's just because of the fact that it's... I, I don't I'll know. It could be good or bad. I, I'll tell you what, though. Honestly... I hope it looks something like the Xbox One because I love how that system looks. That system is fucking gorgeous. I really don't love how the PS4 looks. So if it looks anything like that, where it's all like squarish, boxish, and things like that, I am fucking sold. You know. So yeah, it's it's still shrouded in mystery. I'm not gonna lie. That's what attracted me to the Xbox One, and that's why I picked it up in the past. Where I was like, the system is so beautiful. I'm not gonna lie. But um, if it has anything like that, bro, I would just like probably need to change the boxers, you know, because I'm not for the, the. But since we're in an age where, you know, it's all about marketing and they want to keep that look and that identity, we may kind of see something similar to the PS4. Hopefully not. But, you know, it's happening with Samsung phones. It's happening with, you know, Apple's been doing it for a minute now, you know, just so their products could be recognizable. So I don't know. We may see that. So you're just probably like not looking forward to anything right now. You just may wait. You know, not even Last uh, of Us 2. I know you love Last you know, of Us. I'm back and forth for Last of Us because that game is such a near and dear to my heart. And I think that can, that, that deserves its own podcast, in my opinion, because we can really go in depth with that. Oh, it's going to, yeah, it's going to, it's going to get his podcast. I'll, I'll, um, because to me, specifically, that game is an event for me. That game has done everything does everything that I love about gaming. It gives me the cinematics that I love, the, the cutscenes that I love. The gameplay is fantastic. The customization is fantastic. The characters are incredible. and It, it pulls your heartstrings the way it should. It, it ends a way, the way it should as well, too. And I feel that a part two kind of ruins it in a way. And I could be dead wrong. This game could blow everything out of the water, but I feel like it could be a disappointment, and my heart would break if it was. So it's one of those things where you feel like it doesn't deserve a sequel, kind of like a uh, Anchorman. Too. Yeah, and even though like I I do like Anchorman too because it makes me crack up here and there. Um, that part where the fucking spirit of the fucking Sex Panther comes out is like the best part of the world. <laughs> um, yeah. But like, um. I just feel like that game's such a masterpiece that you shouldn't follow mm. up. Um, and that's just my opinion. It's just, it's one of those games that it doesn't need a sequel. Not that it doesn't deserve it, but it just doesn't need it. Because it gave you everything you needed right then and there for that. Like Naughty Dog could just go off mm. and do something totally different. Okay, okay. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I'll, I'll explain at the end why it's going to get its own podcast, and I want you to, you know, hold all these emotions for the next one. But like you said, Naughty Dog, um, they said that they haven't ruled out like a new Drake. How do you feel yeah, about that? Drake, that could get fucking sequels off his ass. You know, Drake, I feel is like Tomb Raider at this point, where <laughs> you could do yeah. so much with that franchise, not just with Nathan Drake, but the side characters along with Nathan Drake as well too are pretty interesting. Um, I felt like the last game didn't need to happen 
just my opinion. Which I want to say was one? that was that three Uncharted. Was it the one with the two shorties? Uncharted, or Uncharted four. four. Okay, that's actually free this month. Um, for uh, so I wasn't Plus. sure if if that needed to happen because Uncharted three ended so spectacular. Whereas, like, did we need to go down the rabbit hole again? But now that you had made a four, it's like you could make a five, six, seven. You could reboot the franchise like fucking Resident Evil has, and still probably do something. Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably I'll definitely see them dropping something for the PS5. That's a franchise that I really haven't finished. I think I just played up to part two or three, began playing three and stopped at that. So I actually been playing um the Uncharted collection that they gave for free mm-hmm. on the PS Plus. So I've been playing that, trying to get back into that. Having fun, you know, even the old ass Drake, the first one, having fun. I can see why, like I was telling our friend Dwayne, um, I can see why that game kind of captivated people for that era. It was very simple. Just you have two guns, guns are blazing, straight battles, cutscenes, simple storyline, action, action. And that's it. You know, it's simple. And at that time, there wasn't really much games like that. And it was a step up from Tomb Raider. You know, Tomb Raider was just really exploring. A lot of people didn't like the jumping, the shimmying, things of that nature, and then falling to their death like, fuck, and I got to do all this again, and I'll just get mauled by a bear at the end. So, you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what they do out there. I definitely see uh, a Drake 5 in the future. So let me, I'm going to ask you how you feel about these games. These are the games uh-huh. I'm looking forward to, and just give me, you know, your opinion, just a little rundown, how you feel about them. Meh, sold on it. Is it worth a hard drive space? Nah, you know, keep it pushing. Um, so first one that I'm looking forward to is the Ghost of Shusima. It's How interesting. Do you feel about that? It, it, it's worth. Um, I don't know sure if it's worth a, a buy, but if it was dropping on PS Plus yeah. or hey, if you if you want those red box people out there that want to get games like that, um, rock and roll. I definitely think it's yeah. a rent. Um, <laughs> like a taste it almost. Okay. So it's a, it's a red yeah, box pickup. It's a red box pickup, right? Red box. <laughs> a little box. <laughs> red box pickup. Yeah, I like it because I'm kind of um sold about you know like the little history lesson. It's like after the Mongolian era, you know, of Genghis Khan and all that shit like that. <laughs> but um, I was gonna say all that good shit. I don't Such even know if that shit. correlates, but yeah, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely, it looks real good, and you know, it, for a lot of people, they thought like they was gonna have that Demon Souls kind of play style, but it, it doesn't really show right now for what we see in trailers and things of that nature. But definitely looking forward to that one. So you know, I guess mm-hmm. we agreed to disagree on that one. The next game I'm looking forward to is Cyberpunk 2077. It's I a holdout for the next system. For the next system, <laughs> so like I want it. I want it for Keanu. I think we all want it for fucking Keanu. <laughs> but yeah, but I do open, know yeah. it, it's 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 still a game that I heard is coming out for both systems, right? For PlayStation and Xbox. And yeah, most likely that's gonna is. be dropping yeah. for the new next gen as well, too. And honestly, from the how the game looks, I'd rather see that game in its glory yeah. on one of the new systems. On the new systems, I agree with you because that game would look fucking beautiful mm-hmm. in one of the new systems. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been sold on that game like before even Keanu Reeves is on that bad boy. Like, cause I remember seeing the the trailer when they announced it, 
And it was just like a two minute or five minute clip where uh, the protagonist, they could, the player created the protagonist who they're playing with. Then they have to go uh, find this uh, subject that was kidnapped. And when you go find, you're just like in this derelict building, having a gunfight, you inject yourself, you kind of get like this little max pain slow up. And then you just go to like the bathroom and there's a fucking Android. And I'm like, I'm so old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Honest, so like, I have yeah. seen minimal gameplay for yeah. the reason and the reason only that I don't want to disappoint myself. Uh, I've seen enough gameplay and enough of the trailer, of that first trailer when it dropped to say that I'm sold on it. Here's the thing. The yeah. more I see trailers, the more I I feel like it's going to get me again. And I'm one of those people that have gotten got way too many times. I've gotten got with Anthem. Anthem fucked me up. And I should have known better because I had a feeling that Anthem was going to fuck me up. But I was like, it's going to be an event. It's an event for everybody. And all it was was a low-class Iron Man. Wait. I have, I have a, a soft spot for Anthem. Like, it wasn't really that bad. The, you know what the letdown for Anthem was? The letdown for Anthem was that they showed these phenomenal fucking videos at E3. They they fucking boasted and said, oh, you're going to do this. You're going to do that. And they, yes, you know, it was false advertisement because when you got the final product, yep, you got shit. And that's what it was. And two things. People were expecting a destiny. That's, a, that's one reason why it kind of failed. People were expecting a destiny. And then with the false advertisement, then the fucking um, the president of I forgot yeah uh, I forgot the company right now but whatever it is the president um, he went out and said on on file on paper he said oh it's not our fault you set your expectations too high but fuck you buddy <laughs> how the fuck do you say that <laughs> yeah you get what I'm saying yeah like well, fuck I, I, you, I, I, bro like. I'll say the same thing, too, because Bungie fucked me up, too, with Destiny 2. I don't think Destiny 2 was the hype that Destiny 1 was. Destiny 1 was an event for me, and I I remember when I first put in Destiny, and I was immersed in that universe, and it just it captivated me. I think Destiny itself could be its own podcast as well, too. Um, Oh, let's do it. Yeah, but I feel like the second game didn't live up to the hype. That's just my opinion, though. No, I, I... I get you, because it really didn't. Um, actually, you know, Destiny 2 picked up right now. Why? Because they made it free to play. You know, now you can pick that game up for free because the community was so fucking trash. And I, I agree with you a thousand percent. Um, when I played Destiny 1, I got lost in that, in that game, bro. I got lost. And, you know, from the lore, because it was something different as well, I felt, from the lore to the gameplay uh, cosmetics, the the creatures, you know, uh, the the raids, every everything, the ghosts, you know, hearing my yeah. dickleman, you know, like <laughs> yeah, you know, hearing my son dickleman, like it was a phenomenal game. Then you get to, and it fell short because it's just a copy and paste of Destiny One, really, with just a little bit more excessive uh-huh. grinding. You know, people didn't mind the grind and the repetitive, but excuse me, repetitiveness in Destiny 1 because it was amazing. But when you just copy, repeat, you know, the same thing and just add more grind, yep, it's going to fall short. The only thing that I love about Destiny 2 is the fact that they, you know, I'm a Titan. I don't know what class you play. What class um, you play? Um, was it Ghost? 
Warlock, my bad. You look like a was. warlock. It was always warlock. Yeah, you look like yeah, yeah. You look like a warlock player. Yeah, I figured. I was always Titan from day one, and the Titan felt so fucking outclassed and underpowered in Destiny One. Then they gave it the hammer in Destiny One, and here comes the Titan in Destiny Two. That's what kind of made me fall in love with Destiny Two. Um, here comes the Titan in Destiny Two, and the Titan is just wrecking shit. You know, you're doing the the hammer fist. And then you're just running juiced up with Muay Thai knees. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That no dead ass. And then you actually saw an increase in Titan players in Destiny 2. You know, Titan, every it was hunters and warlocks. Destiny 2, fucking Titans everywhere. But um I we could do that. We could do that. Cause actually I've been thinking about um replaying just for like uh memory sake, Destiny One, honestly. So um we could definitely do a podcast for that, bro. Like I've been thinking about it. Um but yeah, so um, you feel like you're gonna get let down. Um, I don't want to. Though. I just like games like that. Like I was saying, Detroit. That was another game that came out that I was kind of hyped about at first, and it kind of was just yeah, very much so. Short. So there's a lot of games that kind of came out. Like even Watch Dogs to me kind of fell short to me when it was like the biggest thing in the world. Um, so I like to judge games on my feeling. Uh, not the trailer these days, and I have a good feeling about it. And I feel like if the more trailers I watch, I'm gonna get that inkling in the back and i might jinx okay. myself so i'm just letting it be like that superstitious okay. all right all right so we could agree on resident evil 3 i have that on my list um i'll just won't even ask you about neo 2 because mm-hmm. i already know how you feel about that um now this one is probably left field for me you're probably gonna be like whoa um i'm actually looking to pick up doom eternal like because i seen that and it looks fucking awesome i like watching people play doom (laughs) i don't necessarily enjoy playing it like if if we were hanging out if we had like a couple of brews and we were like let's play doom like take turn status like old school i think i've enjoyed more but Mm -hmm. by myself i just i play it i'm like all right this is cool but this is all I'm doing is just shooting demons and rock and roll, rock and roll <laughs> like it's fucking metal shit. You know me, like that's fucking right up my alley alleyway. But I feel like um, yeah. it doesn't. It it, it <laughs> Moye really pumps my nads. It really doesn't pump my nads the way it should. <laughs> that's just me personally. Oh man, I thought you, yeah. No, no, hey, yeah, that's your opinion. I thought you were actually gonna be like, I was like, yeah, probably Val's gonna like this pick, yeah. And I'm sorry, just, I'm just sorry. Down, I'll bro. watch you play. You do a live stream there. I'm there with you. <laughs> Yo, definitely, we should do that. We should try to get like a little live stream going and stuff like that to just do crazy shit and be interactive. But um, yeah. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to. So I got your opinions on them. Is there? Uh, well, no, I already asked you that question. So um, is there any other games that you want to get in or suggest for people to pick up now that yeah. sales are going in? Um, for anybody that likes the pro wrestling games out there and is disappointed like I am and when it comes to WWE 2K20, that game's just atrocious and definitely understandable. Like, the servers yeah. are bad. Everything is bad. The creation is but, bad. The, the glitches are every five minutes the game shuts down on you you cannot play that game it's it's just that really? atrocious i'm not exaggerating whatsoever people have this frustration now as well too mm. no yeah because that sorry for cutting you off i heard about it and 
I just didn't bother to look into it. I heard that it was just really atrocious. And I think at one point they were refunding yeah. people their money for just how really bad it was. So it's, I, I was going to ask you about that. So you could, but just, yeah, you just expressed everything that's bad about it. Like, and it's still fifty nine dollars. Yeah, fucking whoever's a schmuck right? out there buying that because I was one of those schmucks. You know, no, I'm, I'm, <laughs> the girlfriend bought me the game for my birthday, so thank. You. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so but like good. you know, <laughs> yeah, your girlfriend's a schmuck. Let me stop. felt bad. She was like, "Oh, I got you the worst one out of all them." Like it's all right, on. It's it's that bad of a game, man. And it's like you want to love it, like you want every. Bone in your body says you want to try to love this game, and this you can't. It's it's a lazy game. Yeah. Uh, if they knew that um, Ukes was gonna go ahead and pull out of the of the franchise, they should have went ahead and just stopped everything, put a halt on things, and just redirected the series into something different, or even better, or hire somebody else. Hell, this is your chance to get into bed of a different company. Maybe um, get out of the two K framework and do something different, or. I don't know. You could have done something different. So if you guys are feeling the need to get into a wrestling game that's a little more challenging, a little bit more old school, um, that two-bit era, bro, get yourself Fire Pro Wrestling World. It's on PlayStation right now for $14.99. I think the special edition is for $23.99. It's still not that bad, but it comes with like um, extra playable characters from the Stardom Federation, which is the all-women's federation. I was going to ask you about exactly. that. Right? It has started so characters, right? You can get your fix there. That game yeah. is phenomenal. Not just if you're a fan of the franchise, you already know that it's a hard game to get into when it comes to playing the game, but it's very satisfying. The roster is just incredible. If you love New Japan Wrestling, it has all the fan favorites from Kenny Omega going all the way down to Okada, um, Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You have members of the yeah. Bullet Club like Marty Squirrel. You have fucking Jushin Thunder Liger and Gorilla with his career as well, too. There's tournament modes. There's You, you get you get the, the creation mode, which is fantastic. Just... That's what I was gonna tell you. So title creation, and character like creation, um, event creation. There's a GM mode as well too, so you can make your own federation. Hell, you can even make a Pride federation Ooh. if you want to as well, and have Pride rules. That that is fucking interesting. Yeah. It actually just sold me on the game because I remember buying the old one for PS2. So you definitely sold me on this right now. It's I'm totally have to worth look into it, that. honestly, bro. Mm, like great pitch. You, even if you're not uh, a fan of pro wrestling, yeah. you just want to get into like some mixed martial arts fights. You want to create your own UFC or Pride FC or whatnot. Go for it. Like you can make a caged arena. You can make like a ringed arena and just do face stomps all day and knockout blows. It's fantastic. Are there some like uh, veteran MMA characters, like noticeable characters? Uh, when it comes like, to like really MMA characters, they're very straight random ones. They're like people kind of look like Sakuraba. People kind of look like Kevin Randleman, like a tad bit. People kind of look like Vanderlei Silva, but they're not really. But uh, in that case right there, you could just remodel them, <laughs> yeah. put a different face on, and there you go. Change their name. You're saying that a lot of the MMA fighters are just like straight random and you could just model their faces and stuff like that, but they're recognizable though, right? They're recognizable, and <laughs> even if they weren't recognizable, you could delete them, make your own character as well, too. Um, if you really want to go down the rabbit hole, you can always go down Reddit and they have like actual step by step on how to make a character as well, too. Yeah, I was going to tell you that, um, ask you about that actually. Yeah, I've seen that, uh, in the past one, I think it was yeah, in the past one that you can actually just 
find the, the created uh, step-by-steps or like already download it to a file and download it onto your system and get the memory and stuff like that. So that's pretty cool. But I'm um, definitely, definitely, I'm going to look into that now, man, because I was always a fan of Fire Pro Wrestling. And then with the whole stardom now, which stardom is fucking great, man. If you guys are wrestling fans, check out stardom. You know, we could do that for the EWA podcast, but I, I love stardom. And actually, I seen um, a little YouTube video on the history of stardom. Did you ever catch that? Yep, yep, yep. It's a fantastic yeah. series. Star- stardom Phenomenal. itself. It's a phenomenal organization. Um, you yeah. know, people often look at Japan. They say, oh, it's New Japan Wrestling. That's really about it. You have different things like DDT, All Japan Wrestling, Stardom. Um, I think Noah's still around as well, too, Pro Wrestling Noah. You mm-hmm. know, there's there's so much out there that you can really gravitate to these days. But I know that's more of a wrestling thing right there. But the game yeah, itself is a fantastic yeah. game. The graphics are surprisingly fantastic, man. That They're a lot more polished than they were in the original Fire Pro games, so they don't yeah. really look 2D animation. They, they're they slick, they're smooth, um, and they're very basic, and it's just very basic gameplay. Like, I think that's what we're missing right now when it comes to wrestling mm-hmm. games. I mean, a game that we both love and hate at the same time um, that came out for the PS3 was Impact Wrestling. Oh, yes, bro. Yes, love and hate, man. We beat that shit so fast, but it was so great, though, bro. Yes, it's a, yeah. such a stupid game made by Midway. Rest in peace, Midway, because they're not around anymore. But Word, yeah. arcade style, you're only pressing like up, down, left, and right for certain moves, and they're pretty basic moves. Power driver, power bomb. But hey, it, it, it all worked well. Cinematic, it, worked, yeah. it all worked well. It worked. That's so, what I mean. That's, yeah. No, 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 I was saying simple is more. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, no, as they always say, you know, they say less is more. And that's one thing why, personally, I haven't really got into the 2K because 2K is kind of like you were saying about Doom, where i rather play with somebody because if I'm by myself, I'm going to get bored of it. I'm not going to get into it. And the the schemes of the control, it's kind of complex. You know what I'm saying? It's like to do Irish whip. R1 square up X or something or the reversal. Mm-hmm. You were a fucking master of the reversal. Like I used to despise playing you. I'm like, well, I got reversed. <laughs> like, so, but actually, some of my favorite memories uh that I share with you is playing on your Xbox 360, you know, uh the SmackDown versus Raw featuring ECW. We went to mm-hmm. town on that game. <laughs> we we destroyed that game. <laughs> <laughs> we did, you see? But that's why I say with somebody, it's more enjoyable and I'll play it. But by myself, I think I picked up 2K18. It was just a random buy because I wanted to get, um, I forgot what game it was I wanted to get at the time and it was sold out. So I was like, ah, let me just pick this up. And I really couldn't get into it. I did enjoy the, the GM mode where you set up, you know, Monday Night Roll, the pay-per-view, things like that, the rivalries, the stables. But besides that, I was like, nah, I can't play this shit by myself. So, but um, I definitely will check out that new uh, the new Japan. You hear me? That Fire Pro Wrestling. But with that being said, this podcast is drawing to its end and its conclusion. Um, yeah, right now. yeah like right now uh, for my recommendations i really don't have any i checked i checked out the sales but i'm up to that point where i have these four games on my plate right now and i really don't want to get nothing else so if anybody's looking for recommendations you know val just gave one for wrestling games and go check out the store you know or whatever you know 
tickles your fancy or whatever, pick it up. And they have some good sales. So that's why I can't give my recommendation. I know it falls kind of short, but ooh, um, ooh, ooh. I'll give but, one more recommendation like I gave before. Since, yeah. um, I know you're heavily into Borderlands 3. If you guys do get a yeah. chance, like I said, on the Xbox Game Pass, you can get it. The Handsome Jack collection, which comes with what? Borderlands 2 and it comes with um, the prequel, right? Yeah, it comes with the prequel, Borderlands 2 and all DLCs. So I think that's enough to get games. yourself into Borderlands 3, right? Yeah. No, it is. It is. It is. If you pick up the, the pre-sequel, you can definitely rock out with one. I mean, with, like you saying, one, with two, and then you could jump into three, and then you could rock out with the pre-sequel because the pre-sequel shows you that in between and all that stuff that's happening, and it gives you the story of who Handsome Jack is and what happened, why he went mad, and, you know, mm-hmm. so he's the Handsome Jack that he is now. So definitely that's a good pickup if you're looking to get into Borderlands 3. Sorry for cutting you off, though. No, that was it. Oh, that was it? Okay. Oh, oh, rock out. Yeah, but definitely, definitely. Um, Speaking, well, yeah, no. You you got it for the Game Pass here. I was going to say, talk. we're promoting it. How about you get it and we should download it and play it? Because I have it for the PS4, but you have it on the the pass or whatever. But, um, yeah. Man, I have it on the PS4, too, still. (laughs) Oh. I'll say whatever you want, sir. We can ride out. Yeah, we can definitely ride out, man. Because, um, like I said, I've destroyed pre-sequel, and I've been meaning to play part two to play some of the DLCs. I want to play that Tiny Tina, um, mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons, because it's kind of like a homage, a homage to Dungeons and Dragons. So, um, definitely, yeah, but whatever, man. So, with that being said, this podcast draws to its conclusion. Where can they find you at, Val? Give those plugs. Mm. Um, okay, so you can find me on. <laughs> The Pop Culture Fanatics podcast. Um, I think I'm going to be dropping one this week based on... Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, yeah. Yeah, I haven't done one for a while. I think I'm more inspired now with the podcast that we've been doing. So I think this week's episode is going to focus on the Sonic the Hedgehog movie that I just saw. Um, Just my thoughts on Sonic the Hedgehog in general and how it's converted into a movie and the controversy that happened last year with the first model. So that should be fun. Oh, yeah, she looked horrible, yeah. <laughs> Which I still don't agree with because yes, it did look horrible, but I don't like the fact that the fans and the internet community, especially the Twitter community, is now changing the way movies are. I think that's a good and bad thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you because now um Twitter carries a lot of weight. It does. Like if it's on Twitter and it gets slandered. Oh, okay, we'll change it for you, Twitter. You know, Twitter has uh, no offense to our listeners if you're on Twitter or whatever, but you know, there's a lot of pricks on Twitters. My opinion. Yeah. You know, and we've dealt we've dealt with one, but yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> but definitely though, that I, I I'm looking forward to that and I want to hear that um podcast. Yeah. And um so definitely uh, it's a uh, pop culture fanatics. So you can find out all pop uh popcorn, look at me on all podcast <laughs> platforms out there. Uh if you want to find me personally, you can find me on the Twitter. I'm not I'm not followed by a lot of people but for those who do follow me or want to follow me it's uncanny <laughs> underscore v um on the gram you can find me at val cisco um and of course the pop culture fanatics has a, a fan page on both the, the the gram and the facebook as well too so please give those an ad you can also find me with you um hosting elite oh, wrestling yeah. audio based on all professional wrestling uh hot topics cards 
pay-per-views. We're going to be covering WrestleMania that's happening this weekend, the atrocity of that is. So uh, <laughs> please stay tuned for that. Uh, and, of course, the Kimura Chronicles, where Ooh. if you want to get your MMA fix by two men that just love the sport for what it was and what it still is today. Definitely check that out. Did I lose you there? No, no, you got me here, so. You can find that oh, on okay, all yeah, no. both those podcasts. You can find on all uh, podcast platforms, whether it be Anchor, whether it be uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Yeah, definitely. And they have a page on Instagram and Facebook. I'm not sure if you said that, but I just got spaced out real quick. But yeah, um, and you can find your boy Jay Rands here on Lag Switch Gaming, doing my thing with Val. And you can find me on my Instagram at underscore jbrands. You can find me on my Twitter, which I don't have a lot of followers because I just started it up. So I'm probably the loser in this podcast. I only have three followers. Go support your boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got got you. I got the the, the EWA and then some random, um, some journalist, podcaster followed me for wrestling. Hey. And stuff like that. So I, hey. yeah, so I guess he liked yeah, I guess he liked our views and opinions. So you know, he's another person that follows me. So yeah, like I said, <laughs> like I said, I got three followers. Go support your boys. That's uh Libra Fields underscore. And yeah, join the madness, subscribe, rate, give us feedback, let us know how we're doing, let us know if it's good, let us know if it's bad, but let us know if you want to join in and chime in, you know, interact with us and have fun with us because you have a good time here. Do you have a good time, though? Oh, I had a great time. I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like after those Bloody Marys, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a new man right now. I, I see. Yeah, I, I, I can notice the, the shift because they had you kind of like sluggish and talking like this, you know, all sexy mm-hmm. and shit. And now you're just like super hyper regenerated. Yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the nerd came out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> he took the Alexa, equip me, sir. <laughs> rise in your grave (laughs) for real but i'm glad you had a great time i had a great time you know speaking about gaming and everybody please please stay safe out there you know do the little elbow dabs wash your hands don't be nasty and everybody do your part stay inside if you got that quarantine quarantine your ass because you know out here in pr we got that quarantine for like seven at night you hear the silent hill alarm but I hope everybody's safe. I hope you're taking care out there, Val, you and your family. Stay safe. And until the next one, brother. Until the next one, guys. Stay safe out there. Get your ass into retro gaming. Uh, if you're going to get into <laughs> retro gaming, don't get Ultra Beast. It's a trash game. I said it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Later.